Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of the Michigan insiders joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. How you doing, my friend? Doing really well. Man, uh, back-to-back Big Ten titles, overall number two seed in the four-team college football playoff. You get the most favorable matchup uh, with TCU. Everything kind of worked out in the best interest of Michigan football. The one thing looming, though, Clayton, if Ohio State would beat Georgia, a team Michigan got thrashed by last year, and you get Michigan-Ohio State in the national championship game in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, my Lord, how sweet that would be for the Michigan nation to win that game. But if Michigan would lose to the Buckeyes in the national title game, oh my God. I just, I, the, the, the scenarios are incredible right now connected to Michigan football. You got to get by TCU first, but you're right. I mean, you look at that Ohio State game, uh, and there would be nothing more satisfying if you're a Michigan fan or part of that program than beating Ohio State for a second time in a season, and to win the national championship. Uh, so that would be incredible. But, it, but also, at the same time, if you lose that game, uh, and right now some early lines I saw in the DraftKings Sportsbook, Michigan would be favored by three. Uh, if you lose that game, then you know it doesn't quite erase what happened in Columbus, but then Ohio State you know, feels pretty good about their future. Ryan Day has a national title and all that. But it's kind of the best of both worlds, as J.J. McCarthy said yesterday when we talked to him after Michigan got selected to the Fiesta Bowl where they can either get their shot at revenge at Georgia or they can rematch and play Ohio State and potentially beat them to win the national title. So uh, all sort of exciting possibilities out there, and I think the TCU game will be a good one too. What's your early vibe on the matchup with TCU? Yeah, uh, I think really you look at quarterback play on both sides. Max Duggan, who is you know probably going to finish as the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, they won that Big 12 title game. I think uh, potentially he would have won the, the Heisman Trophy. but uh, And then J.J. McCarthy, who's really playing his best football at the end of the season. Six touchdowns the last two games. We saw him make some really nice throws on Saturday night against Purdue. Um, so I think it, you know that's an exciting matchup. Jim Harbaugh was saying that, that he has a ton of respect for Max Duggan, a uh, kid who's been through a lot. Neither starter has uh, was the starter at their team uh, to, to begin the season. So... That's kind of a you know a little oddity there, and they've both been really good this season. But TCU, good offense, balanced offense. They can run the ball. They got good receivers, including uh, Quentin Johnson, who's a, a semifinalist for the Bolitnikoff Award. And then defensively, I think is where Michigan can exploit them. As TCU, they've been decent on defense, but they really haven't played a, a physical team like Michigan, the Big Ten type of brand, the bully ball type of mentality. And I think that's where Michigan can can really take advantage. And I think that's why they're nine point favorites in this game as it stands about three weeks away. But uh, I think it's going to be an exciting one. Fiesta Bowl is, uh, you know, always kind of an exciting game. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good day of football on New Year's Eve. And I think the Michigan fan, uh, well noted for their ability to travel, and TCU not a a historic uh, college football program, Uh, I think that's going to be a a major pro-Michigan crowd. I agree. Bill, it even was last year in Miami where you would think Georgia would travel better. That was at least 65% Michigan fans. They didn't have a ton to cheer about throughout the game, but before the game and warm-ups and you know, you know, the band playing and all that sort of stuff, it was incredible to see the way Michigan traveled. And of course, they have a good alumni base in South Florida. They have a good alumni base everywhere. One of the top uh, alumni uh, in terms of living alumni in the entire country, and you're right, TCU, a smaller school, so I think Michigan will probably dominate out there. I was out in Los Angeles in 2018 
for the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16, and Michigan was absolutely dominated Staples Center as well. So that'll give you an edge in a game like this. There's no question. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, Michigan fans that we've talked to are already excited about booking their travel. A lot of them already have and trying to get tickets, and uh, it's not an easy ticket so far. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders checking in on the Meyer uh, guest line. Uh, Eric All, uh, your thoughts on him transferring. I, I know I saw you tweet out a banner uh, that is uh, inside the Michigan locker room. Those who stay will be champions. I, I assume that was in regards to all announcing he's in the portal. There's just so much transfer news out there. Of course, the portal opened today. Um, we'll just throwing that out there because it is funny, as Jim Harbaugh said a few times over the last year plus, that they've actually made that saying true again around Ann Arbor where uh, a lot of guys who stuck it out in 2020, things like that, uh, have now won a couple of Big Ten championships if you were there the last two seasons. So we're just having a little fun there. But no, Eric All, uh, one of three uh, Michigan players now to transfer, and uh, including Kate McNamara, so two-year captains, which is extremely weird. But that's kind of the state of college football right now where the portal is limited to just about a month and a half, and you want to find the best fit for yourself. So you're, you know, especially when you're hurt like Eric All is, it's not like he was playing on Saturday night. It makes sense with the timing, even though it's a little bit disappointing. But, um, you know, thought he was probably going to come back, not do the, you know, go to the NFL because of the injury. Uh, looks like he will stay in college, but it'll be somewhere else. And it's a pretty big blow for Michigan. Colston Loveland, as a freshman, has really stepped up. You saw him catch a touchdown each of the last two weeks, and he really looks like the real deal. Potentially one of the best they've ever had at this position. But Eric All was kind of the complete package, too, coming into the year. You lose Luke Schoonmaker uh, as well, who's been the starter there this year and, and done a really good job and stepped up when Eric Hall was out. But now the, the future, at least in the immediate, looks a little bit uh, less exciting, uh, especially because I was doing some math earlier. Michigan has had two at least tight ends on the field more than half the time this year. So this is uh, very much a key position for the Michigan offense. You're going to need potentially to get a guy out of the portal or you know have a few of those young guys step up that they have. But they recruit about two a cycle, and they're pretty loaded there in terms of youth uh, and potential, but you got to see them realize it a little bit uh, going forward. Would you agree? Uh, I know I tweeted out after the news of Aragal hitting the transfer portal uh, went public that he'll end up joining uh, McNamara in Iowa. Do you, do you believe that? I would say it's probably the most likely destination. We've also heard a little bit of Notre Dame buzz as well. Not a bad place to go if you're a tight end either. Um, but, yeah, him and Cade McNamara came in together. They were tight in the recruiting process, tight throughout, uh, both captains and, and key leaders on that team. Uh, they're captains this year, which is weird that they're both gone. Uh, but key leaders on the team a year ago and key contributors. Uh, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. And uh, the Iowa offense had no juice this year, but they may be getting a, some an injection of it uh, next season with a couple guys from Michigan. And don't discount Clayton Safey's post of the banner, those who stay will be champions that he hoped both All and Cade McNamara uh, read it. But McNamara was a champion, and they were a champion uh, last year. And it's just part of college football. Look what Deion Sanders told Colorado. I'm bringing luggage. Told everybody to hit the portal. Right now the portal is backed up, stuffing way too many buffaloes in it. 100%. I mean, it's it's insane right now. It's not surprising. It's, you know, it, it is a little disappointing just as a fan of the sport because I do think that, it's just getting crazy out there with all the money being thrown around. The two things that really happened at the same time were the one-time transfer rule and NIL. And I'm all for NIL, but you're seeing NIL get 
uh, a little bit uh, out of control with where it's not really your name, image, and likeness. It's more PFP, pay for play. Those two things at the same time, you've heard you know all sorts of national analysts talk about it where you, you head to the portal and your value goes immediately up. There's people throwing offers out there. I'm not saying that's what these guys were doing, but um, – you know, you're seeing it around the country and it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's kind of a turnoff to me in terms of the off season. That's why it's a little more fun to be covering a team that's 13 and oh, but we still have three weeks here where I think we're going to have a lot of news like this with the roster. So got to stay on top of that, but definitely don't enjoy it as much as, you know, covering games and things like that. Any other surprises coming from Michigan players that could transfer anything you're hearing? Um, they would be surprises, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are surprises. But uh, no names at this point, but I think you're seeing it around college football. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe there are a guy or two that is a key contributor on this team in the next few weeks. I don't know who that would be. Um, and then potentially there's, there's still a couple weeks after the national championship game where the portal will be open. So you're going to see that. You saw it last year with Alabama and Georgia where it was the day after. They had some key guys enter the portal. So we're just going to see more and more of it throughout the country. So I would just say uh, stay tuned at the Wolverine.com for the latest because uh, we are going to be, you know, working some late nights here when, when all this news is dropping. Yeah. Speaking of Deion Sanders, who was introduced today as the new head coach of Colorado in the PAC 12, when he just was blunt honest with the team, I'm bringing luggage. He told the media, his son's going to be the starting quarterback. I said this last Saturday, uh, watching the game that I thought, that Dion was going to bring as many guys as possible from Jackson State because they just went undefeated, underclassmen, obviously, and see if he could win at the next level with that group, and that would be their goal. I could see it. I mean, uh, I, I didn't watch the press game. He actually said his son is going to be the starter, mm-hmm. that quarterback. <laughs> yeah, opening. and But he said something like, he's going to be a starter, but he'll have to earn it. But you're announcing he's going to be the starter. <laughs> It's one of the first things you're announcing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and then did, um, you, did you see the video when he was talking to the team? I did not. Yeah, that he's bringing luggage and uh, talked about you may want to look at the portal. And that was to the entire team. By the way, Colorado was horrible. And those players yeah. quit on the previous coach. And he, he really told everybody, uh, go look for work elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it. Um, just, you know, in the last couple of years in college football where you have a team that, you know, even Michigan State, look at what they did with the transfer portal. They win 11 games a year ago, so it can happen. Is it sustainable, though? No, no, it's not sustainable. You can't, Clayton, you you can't build a culture. You can't, and and you watch Michigan State from last year to this year, that it's it's really a roll of the dice. But if primetime Sanders is bringing an entire team almost an entire team, as many of those starters as possible from an undefeated Jackson State team uh, and again, you know, uh, historically black college and university, and you want to see if they can do it now at the next level, that could be interesting. It could be. And maybe this is what you do. You, you flip the roster over, you bring in a bunch of transfers, and again, we have to keep in mind these are FCS guys. He did, he did a really good job at Jackson State, but these are still FCS players. And then maybe you recruit, um, you know, organically the high school and all that a couple years later and, and build some good classes. That would probably be the way to do it. I imagine that's what Mel Tucker is kind of attempting to do at Michigan State, but it's really, really hard. I will say Pac-12, I don't know the future of that conference, but uh, it's going to get a little easier with USC and UCLA dipping out of there in a couple seasons. So maybe he can do something. Uh, he's a guy that is definitely going to, He's not going to spare any expense or, or, you know, won't be for lack of effort. And uh, if anything, it's going to be entertaining to watch. 
One note, a lot of people are saying, why didn't he take the Auburn job? Uh, maybe he was offered, but you want to live in the shadow of Nick Saban in the state of Alabama? Go ask Gene Chizik uh, how that worked out on Gus Melzahn uh, and even uh, their latest head coach who came in from Boise State. So Dion went to a place that's rock bottom, nowhere to go but up. And one footnote about Auburn, uh, their athletic department, the morals uh, that are there, transparent for everybody, between Bruce Pearl in basketball and Hugh Freeze now in football, two coaches who have had NCAA sanctions and been banned from coaching. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, my God, um, it's money. Money talks. There's no morals. It's money now. NIL, Portal is free agency to a point. Uh, Dion's clearing out a team. Hey, these kids know what they're signing up for. As much as they go leave a coach and a coach can tell them to leave. It's a two-way street, right? Exactly. And a lot of these coaches are getting in trouble. You've seen in college basketball, too, when there was all the FBI wiretapping. And these ADs, you know, they may pretend when, when stuff hits the fan that they didn't know what was going on. But there's a reason why they operate like that, because there is some sort of approval at whatever school they're oh, at. Look at the LSU coach and Bill Self. Yeah. Self got like an eight-game suspension. And you got, you know, Sean Miller was able to hold on for a while at Arizona, and the same thing at LSU. It it's about money. So it's not about GPAs. It's not about well, they're not thinking of this kid and the commitment. But I will tell you, in a place like East Lansing, where you bring in transfers, and there's a guy who's worked three years, including maybe committing two years uh, left in high school. And you just tell him in the end that I'm bringing a guy in with no connections to Michigan State and he's going to take your minutes or your spot on the depth chart. You're going to lose that locker room. You are going to lose them. And that's what happened with Mel Tucker. That's why they played like horse manure at home. Yeah, it's it's a tricky balance. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of schools with a lot of volatility where they're going to be good one year, bad the next. You're going to see a culture be good one year, bad the next. And that's why... In a way, with Michigan, I know they have trouble getting kids in here at times with the you know credits transferring and all that. That's why you see a lot of their transfers are graduates, including Olu Oluwatimi uh, at the center spot, who's one of the best centers in America. Um, it's maybe a blessing in disguise a little bit, um, you know, because you don't have that luxury to be able to go out and get whatever you got, want, uh, whatever guy you want from the portal. So. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's a mess. I know there are coaches out there that are not happy about this, but they have to navigate this world. And, uh, and it's, it's just going to be really fascinating. But as a fan of the sport, again, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Well, money wins. The same thing with Harbaugh. They're talking, uh, and I agree, he deserves to be paid with the highest coaches in college football. And the question is, uh, Clayton, our final thought together on this Moneyline Monday if Harbaugh wins a national championship, so let's say there's an NFL job, could be the Colts who were embarrassed last night, outscored 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys. Let's say there's a job where he tells uh, the owner, hey, man, I need to see this through uh, the playoffs. And then I'll let you know that if he wins the national championship or maybe just gets to the national title game, that he knows the bar's been set here, what he's done the last two years, it may not be... As good as that, we said that a year ago, and they do have a ton returning. Uh, but behind closed doors, that Michigan made him take a pay cut, that as a man, he took that, uh, did not complain about it, maybe took a while to get a deal done. And he's saying, no, I've done as much as I can here at Michigan. I know he's saying he doesn't plan on going anywhere, but man, 
if you won up what you did last year and you win the national championship, do you think Harbaugh looks long and hard at leaving for the NFL? I don't know. Um, my gut reaction, and we've been asked this question a lot throughout the season, has been probably not. But when you look at the landscape of the way the sport has changed, and you look at even on the basketball side, guys like Jay Wright are retiring a lot earlier than you thought. Um, transfer portal, NIL, all that sort of stuff is extra work, um, you know, and it's it's just kind of taken away from things. Then, and, and you're right, like at Michigan and in the Big Ten, you're a little quote-unquote disadvantaged to, in terms of how you can operate compared to an SEC school, that maybe he says, hey, I, I won the national championship or I got to the national championship game, uh, then, you know, I'm going to take my shot back at the NFL. Uh, I, I still just personally think that, that you know, he's kind of shut the door on that, and, and he got that question again yesterday. But would it totally shock me if it came to that? Uh, I don't think so. And, you know, it, who am I to blame, you know, somebody who makes that jump either because of all the things we already talked about. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, Clayton Safey, uh, TheWolverine.com. They are all over uh, Michigan football preparing for TCU and the college football uh, playoff and University of Michigan basketball and more. Follow everything. Uh, Wolverines 24-7 at TheWolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the update, and we'll talk soon about that game against TCU. Anytime. Have a great week.